Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. I have a very special guest in the studio with me today, my friend. You consider yourself my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, Cindy Page. Um, Cindy wrote, well, she wrote a book, I want to say recently, because we were just talking before the interview started, and I said, I know this was a labor of love, and she said, I hope you mean that in a good way, and I said, yeah, yeah, because it's deep, it's insightful. Um, I know this wasn't... um, a quick study, a quick thing. No. Um, but it was published recently. It was published recently. And what's it called? It's called Summit, A Guide from Pain to Peace. A Guide from Pain to Peace. I'm going to read this um, sort of description, and then we'll talk about it. It says, are you stuck in the aftermath of life's storm? Did you write this, Cindy? I did. Okay. I did. Climb out of pain to find peace. Everyone experiences pain and loss. And it hits you like a storm. This book is a collection of practical strategies artfully woven together with storytelling of the pain of the journey and the humor of life. Told as a metaphor to climbing Mount Everest, Summit will meet you in your current situation and set you up to reach your personal destination of peace and happiness. I'm adding this. If that's not your personal destination, you got it wrong. That should be everyone's (laughs) personal destination, right? Absolutely. You will be guided to prepare from where you are to where you want to be. You will map your destination and gather what you need, climb, learn practical tips and strategies to tackle your mountain and hear from others on their trek. You are not alone, Summit. The journey is hard, but not impossible. Peace is yours if you are someone who has experienced a loss and would like to move forward in your recovery. This book is for you. Listeners, that's a lot of us. That's a lot of us, right? Readers will feel the empathy of their own pain mirrored in the metaphor of the mountain climb, but see the transformation of that pain into realistic milestones on your journey to peace. You can reach your summit. Begin the journey today. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So tell me about the process. How long did it take you? When did you write? (laughs) I sort of Um, know what inspired you. There was pain, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I am just a firm believer that everything happens in life for a reason. And so um, at a young age, I experienced quite a bit of loss um, with um, a terminally ill father who died when I was a teenager, um, was really part of the catalyst. Um, but we also had um, quite a few um, older relatives that my sister and I and my now single mom took care of. So um, it's, and I just always had the opinion and the attitude that these things happened for a reason that I was supposed to learn from that and to share how to deal with that with other people. So from an early age, you had this insight. Was that a spiritual foundation? Where was that coming from? Was that an inner understanding? You know, I think it was um, a combination of both. I do definitely have a very strong faith that God is God's hand is um, leading me, but I did believe that I do believe in a lot of self exploration and a lot of self growth, and um, and what is our purpose and how can we serve others? So, 
it's really kind of a combination because I think that we do need some inner exploration and some inner understanding of where we're at Mm -hmm. if we want to actually get to that place of peace and happiness. Mm -hmm. So you lost your dad. How old were you? I was, I had just turned 19. Okay. So he had been, um, at the brink of young adulthood. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, he had actually uh, went on disability and needed full-time care at the time that I was 12 and, um, that my mother supported us. And so that fell to my sister and I, um, so we were caregivers, um, and then, um, later lost him and, um, it's interesting that we both turned to um, future careers in caregiving, yeah. but that's just part of the journey sometimes um, that we need to do. Let's, let's do a quick commercial for your current employer. Um, you are in healthcare. Tell us what you currently do. Absolutely. Right now, I am a certified senior advisor with Oasis. So what we do is we offer a free service for seniors and their families to help them um, explore the options of senior living or resources in their home. So um, we like to, that's what we do is we serve seniors and their families and help yes. them know what Next steps could be. Sure. And it's free to seniors, but you must get paid. What's compensation look like? Absolutely. So um, if we do refer someone to a community that um, we have a contract with, Mm -hmm. then they they pay us a referral fee. So that's how we can sustain what we're doing to help everyone. So the same sort of model as a place for mom. Although we're very... Well, we, um, everyone, every, uh, organization has its place, but we're yeah. a very personal organization. Yes. And so we actually, um, really move in close with seniors and their families and stay with them through the entire process, even accompanying them on tours to communities if they need that. Okay. And that's your full-time gig. It is. That's how you make a living, right? That's right. That's what pays the bills. Okay. And, and that's local. If you don't know, we're broadcasting out of Columbus, Ohio. So you serve all of Central Ohio? We do. Um, Oasis is actually a national franchise. So mm-hmm. if you're not in the Columbus area, we can connect you with someone who can help you in your local area as well. There you go. And and I always tell my listeners what my relationship is like with a guest because sometimes it matters to them. I do know the fellow that owns this particular, is it a franchise? Is that what it we is. call it? Absolutely. Um, and I know you and I can wholeheartedly endorse this organization. So if you are in central Ohio and you're at that crossroad, you're thinking about transition. If you're thinking about it, it's probably coming sooner than you want. Um, you can trust these folks. So um, how long did it take you to write the book? It took me years, Lisa. It really did. That would have been my guess. Absolutely. So um, the idea came to me years ago. I was actually in the middle of a divorce, and this idea came to me. And I really kind of give some description of how the idea came to me and and what I was thinking about. But just as I was um, really trying to you know, get through the day-to-day of processing a divorce, um, the idea of just struggling and trying to climb this mountain um, to get through it. And, you know, that's where the imagery came from. And then it just really kind of came together with, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. You know, I need some Sherpas. I need some people to help me climb this mountain. Mm -hmm, And and I need a map. Um, And I think I need some other gear. What's that going to look like? But... Before we talk strategies, I want the um, the listeners to sort of have an understanding of the pain that you've been through. Mm-hmm. So this big loss with your dad, mm-hmm. a divorce, 
Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah. So um, with the divorce, uh, we had shared custody with our children. Although they still had the love of their father, um, I was not with them um, except for 50% of the time. So um, so that was very difficult for me. And then um, as life continued to progress and I needed to find a career to support um, the children when they were with me, um, I began to work with seniors. And so um, working with seniors was um, definitely a calling, but I also moved in close with quite a few um, of my own relatives as well as um, the people that I serve. And um, since that is often the last season of life, I've lost several um, people that were close to me Mm -hmm. over the years um, until I... um, you know, at the um, ripe old age of 50, decided to move from my hometown for the very first time and relocated to Columbus, Ohio, and um, began anew um, with a wonderful fiance who um, we are married now. But um, just a lot of different seasons of life that um, began with a loss and a new beginning. Mm -hmm. So um, I've lost a father as well. And I think that until it happens, you, there's no way to get your head or your arms around what you're going to encounter, whether you see it coming or whether you don't. That's absolutely true, because when um, even when um, I'm working with people and they're expecting it, um, there's a terminal illness, there's anticipation, there's hospice when it actually happens, um, when you lo- lose either of your parents. And, and actually now I've lost both, but um, you're not prepared for it. No, there's no way. And I can remember um, when my dad died, I I literally felt like someone sort of tumped half my identity out of me and then set me right side up and said, good luck with that. I was like, "Uh, (laughs) I don't even know what to do with all this. I mean, there's just so much that you have to process and deal with. And, and it's not, it's not over in a few years, right? It's ongoing and it revisits you and the pain comes in waves it Is does making sense it, it, it does and one of the things that um that um, i write about in the book is um acclimatization which is a phenomenon of getting to a certain place on the mountain and then letting yourself get adjusted to what the altitude is there and you have to spend some time there mm-hmm. before you can go any higher sometimes you have to actually go back down um to get yourself um reoriented and then you can try to go higher again and i think that's just a really good metaphor for life, especially as you're going through pain, because those different plateaus come to you and you might have to stay there and live there for a while before you can go up. You might even have to go back down, Mm -hmm. but that's what it's like to create that new reality of what your life is without someone or even something, because sometimes the loss is actually, um, a thing such as a career or, um, finances or whatever that might be. So I'm going to rephrase that a bit. You you let me know if you agree or not. That's a really nice way of saying you don't get to leave anything undone. You have to deal with it all if you, you want peace and recovery. You do. You have to deal with your stuff. <laughs> you do. And that's one of the lessons that I've learned in the last um, several years of working with so many seniors and families and is that... You can't leave anything undone. You do have to address where you're at, what you've gone through, and whatever losses have been in your life, or you'll carry that with you with anger and bitterness and just unhappiness. Yeah, unhappiness. Okay, so strategies. What do you got for us? Strategies on um, dealing with pain? Yes. Um, 
You know, the first strategy that, um, that I recommend is um, to believe in yourself. I think that's a really good place to start is that you've really got to um, believe in yourself, believe in who you are, what your intentions are, what your um, goals are. And um, who you are um, so that you can deal with all the vulnerability that it's going to take to leave no stone unturned Mm -hmm. Um, because um, you do have to believe that you're worth it. And when you say vulnerability, I automatically go to bravery, right? Maybe that's too much Brene Brown. I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but it's about being brave, which starts with being vulnerable, which is intentional. Absolutely. It's an intentional decision. Um, so believe in yourself. Now, that, that sounds so simple. That's a dang hard one. <laughs> it is a dang hard one. And so, yeah, I actually um, I actually put some um, specific strategies and steps um, that I have not only um, done myself, but mm-hmm. also um, one of the things that you touched on when we first started talking today is that, you know, this was very intentional, that this, this book was um, a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't just all of my ideas. It's all of the journeys that I've gone on and the research that I've done and looking insightfully into what does it take to believe in yourself um, and how can we take action on that belief. You mentioned goals, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have a particular way of dealing with my goals. What do you do with your goals, personally or professionally or otherwise? Well, I have goals um, broken down into um, short-term goals, long-term goals, and future goals. So um, I am a list maker at heart, and um, goals are just part of that. And so, um, you know, it's just just part of, you know, and, you know, I kind of refer to that as a map. Um, You don't know how to get there if you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. And so I just firmly believe that you do have to have goals. You should write them down. They should be measurable. You should know, um, have some sort of a time frame on what, when you hope to achieve that goal. But, and then you need to address how you think you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's the destination, then how, how can I break this down into, um, manageable steps on how I can actually get to that goal? And here's the thing about, you know, if you're uh, if you're writing goals down and they're measurable and all this stuff, and we started with you have to believe in yourself, you have to be willing to do the work. You're worth the work. It is work, right? It is work. It it's, is work. It's not commonsensical. It's not. You have to dig deep. You have to, you have to really, um, and that's part of what I say about vulnerability, because you have to, you know, look at what you have to do, um, both good and bad. You have to um, see what your flaws are and your weaknesses while you're identifying what those strengths are um, mm-hmm. and what is good about you. And be real. Be real and with be yourself, real. right? Be real with yourself <laughs> and be willing to work at it because there's room for growth for everyone, whether you're 18 or 80. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing when you can um, look back and see that you have grown and that you have gotten closer to that peace and happiness that we all want in our lives. Can you give us one more, one more strategy? One more strategy. Um, it's it's similar yet um, slightly different. Know yourself. 
And so um, I think that uh, I talked a little bit about self-exploration, and I think that that is something that we don't spend a lot of time on. Um, I think most people don't really give it much thought whatsoever. But what does drive you? What does motivate you? Um, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Um, what is your love language? What um, What is your Myers-Briggs um, personality type? I think when you can really begin to know yourself then you can know how to um, not only talk to yourself, but what works for you. Mm -hmm. Because what works for um, Lisa might not be the same thing that works for Cindy. Mm -hmm. And we've got to take the time again to look into that and say, okay, here's what makes me tick. And here's what's going to make me happy. And here's a strategy on how I'm going to get there. And can I just say, when she says know yourself or what motivates you, because I ask this question all the time when I'm interviewing potential employees, what motivates you? Number one answer, family. I am so sick of hearing that. I don't even know what that means. Then I I can't ask about family because it's in an interview setting. So I can't take a deep dive on that one. But I think sometimes we just have these sort of fluffy answers that we even give ourselves right. without really taking a deep look. And then we wonder why we come up shy. Right. Absolutely. I think that that's what um, uh, I can't agree more because I think we do give ourselves fluffy answers and um, pat answers that we read on, um, you know, Google <laughs> before the interview. Um, and we really do have to think about that more. What does motivate you? What do you want? Um, you know, I love possibilities. So, well, and I can tell you, like when someone says family, that that's a big label. There's a lot of people in my family. They don't all motivate me, y'all. Some right. of them do the opposite, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, just think about the idea of taking a deep dive and starting with an honest conversation with yourself, right? With yourself. Anything else you want to leave us with? I want everyone to buy your book. <laughs> You had well, book signings. I have, that. you know, this is this is the time of COVID. Yeah, they've been a little bit challenging for um, a book launch at this time, but um, I definitely um, have been supported by a lot of friends and family and um, coworkers, and so there are a few signed copies out there, um, <laughs> and um, and I hope that there will be more. So um, it is available on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. So okay. I hope that uh, you'll find me at book signings at Barnes and Noble in the future. Have you gone into Barnes and Noble? and actually seen it it's not on the shelves yet okay. so um so since it's just been pu published it's available online but it does take a while before everything trickles through to actually get to the distribution sites but super easy read i can tell you i'm not all the way through it honestly yeah. i wish i were but it's an easy read Thanks. Uh, but the thing is the reason why it I'm not all the way through is because I, you got to stop and process. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's a straight through read. You know, it's not a mystery. <laughs> that's right. That's right. As, as my husband said, there, where are the characters? Um, it's a self-help book. And so that's what we were looking for is that we want to it, you use it as a guide to help improve. I mean, I think one of my secondary projects will be a workbook to accomplish accompany it. I think that would be really helpful for some journaling and for some additional notes on self-exploration and um, goals and strategies. But I think that um, the last tip that I will leave you with okay. is um, building a team. And so um, most of us who have um, heard of any serious mountain climbing are a familiar with the term of a Sherpa. And a Sherpa is um, someone who you would hire to help you 
get to the top of your mountain. And so um, that's what I would also recommend is that for any goal that you have, getting through pain, um, reaching um, a new level of happiness, you know, build your team, whether that's people that you already know, some people that you're yet to meet, some professionals that might need to help guide you along the way, mm-hmm. or just a, um, some additional internal um, helpers that um, can help you with some knowledge and some expertise. As my dear friend Lisa Brown says, it takes a village. I think Hillary wrote a book by that name. <laughs> it takes a village, and that's, that's where you're right. going with this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you're all about self-help and self-reflection, and but you can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. That's right. That's absolutely right. Happiness. You seem happy. Are you happy? I'm absolutely happy. And I've just noticed, um, I don't think we should count how many times I said absolutely in our, in our talk today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we won't. But, um, uh, I have, I am very happy. I am very thrilled really that, um, uh, with the life that I've been able to build, um, with the life that I've been given and with the opportunities, um, that are with me. Um, I've been doing some additional work on the definition of peace. And so one of the things that, um, I have read recently is that peace is a state of mind where we're completely satisfied with the way life is. And I'm happy to say that I really am. I have truly found my own peace. And can I just add, so I sort of feel like I'm there most days at peace. And in in spite of the fact that my life looks nothing like I expected it to look at this stage, I never thought I would be in healthcare. You know, I mean, I, I, that was the furthest thing. And I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I never thought I'd be a single mother. I didn't think I'd be single at this stage it doesn't look the way i expected but i do have peace and i think you need to let go of some of that what you expected and live where you are just embrace it i totally agree um i do um you'll get to those chapters lisa um and about letting go letting go of expectations expectations are the kiss of death in life and prison of perfection oh i like that yeah there's That's prison. Don't go there. (laughs) It is. Don't even go there and um, live each day as if it's your last and um, enjoy where you're at. That's a great note to end on, but I don't want to. I could talk to you uh, for another hour. We we probably shouldn't do that. It's a podcast. But maybe you'll come back when I read the second half. Oh, I would love to do that. Okay, that sounds great. Listeners, we hope you have enjoyed the program. I know you learned a little something along the way. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.